What is up, my people? We are in building. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the love, finally. Well, some of you guys actually showed me love regardless, but um, I appreciate those who have come around and um, realized that I wasn't just talking a bunch of shit the whole time. Jesus. Uh, just to get this started, uh, the first thing I want to say, I just really want to take this time to, um, to just tell everyone um, who doubted me to suck it. I think that just had to be said, you know, because <laughs> I had to deal with that for 13 months. And guess what? I think you can handle a little bit of a jab back at you, right? So, ah, that felt good. That felt that felt really good. Saturday night, uh, getting the job done, and obviously with this whole yawn thing, now I get once again another controversial situation with this guy. I'm just like, you got to be freaking kidding me. One thing I will say, I've seen guys get 10-8 rounds for less, way less. I didn't get a 10-8 round for four minutes, four minutes of ground control and ground and pound and a couple of submission attempts. I, I thought that was an automatic in my head. I got up like, bro, I just won two rounds right there. So going into that decision, I'm like, there's no way this guy won this fight. I mean, these judges all have to know that was a 10-8 round. And then even the third round, I thought the same thing. I thought I, not as enough, enough ground and pound, but I thought I dominated the control and with the striking on the feet. Not that much, but I thought that could have possibly warranted another 10-8 round because that was the most dominant thing that happened that entire round. So I don't know. They, they, they changed the criteria. The criteria is supposed to be the time. If you get ground control time for like more than half the round, that's supposed to be one of those factors that's like an automatic 10-8 um, type of thing. And then there's supposed to be either like a near fight ending sequence. So I don't get how I didn't get 10-8 round. And for the first round, it, we'll, we'll break this down. For the first round, I knew the round was really close, but I knew in my head counting the strikes, I'm like, this guy didn't land anything really clean, like at all. I landed all the clean strikes. I was dictating the octagon control that people were saying was octagon control for him. So people think that octagon control only works one way. You can't just walk forward in a linear line and chase the guy around the octagon and think you're controlling him. If I'm landing the more effective strikes, obviously by the strike count, and I'm circling and pivoting back to the center or I'm cutting you, cutting away from you as you throw a strike and making you whiff and miss and kind of look stupid. I think I'm the one that's controlling the octagon right there. I mean, help me make it make sense. I mean, to me, that's octagon control. But somehow one judge scored it for him for octagon control I because there wasn't much. And even some, some people were debating this. I'm like, how can you score around for someone just because they had on an angry face and they walked forward. Oh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. But you didn't get me. I got you. I got you. I am the villain here. I got you. So how do you win that round? That I thought I was up comfortably three rounds with two 10-8 rounds in the books going into the fourth round. And in my head, that fourth round, I'm, in, I'm thinking championship rounds. Dude, I'm pitching a shutout right now. 
this is the guy that they were talking all this smack that I, I kept trying to tell everyone he's just like all of us. He is human. He can be beaten. And everyone wrote me off and just, not everyone, a lot of people wrote me off. I would say about 90% of the people wrote me off. And the people who did support me kind of did it under their, like, in their quiet little voices because they didn't want nobody to hear them. They didn't want nobody to hear that they were doubting me or, should I say, supporting me because they don't want to get laughed at or whatever, be called stupid. I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying, man, be proud of who you support. Be proud of um, who you're backing. You know what I mean? Um, wasn't say the other thing. So that fourth round, I, I felt I was comfortably up three rounds with two possible 10, eight rounds, at least one that second round. And, uh, I, I, I wasn't tired. It was just a, I do, I do this in jujitsu also. And sometimes I do this in sparring. I trust my ground game so much that I'm willing to pull guard and hang out there because I'm hunting for submissions. Now, this one, I didn't pull guard, but I, I accepted the grappling sequence to let the to let the exchange happen so that I can tie him up and end up in that situation. So when Chael did his, his breakdown on the fight, I was like, this guy is in my head. How the hell does this guy know what I'm doing? I literally gave away two rounds, the fourth and the fifth, trying to do jujitsu, which I, I, I can't do that when I fight TJ because it's just dumb. I, I just... I knew the whole fourth round was like, Jan's not going to land anything really significant with ground and pound. And if he makes a mistake, I could catch him in submission or get a sweep and end up on top. So I played the game a little bit. I gave away the fourth round. And then the fifth, I did try a little bit more. But at the same time, I was just welcoming any grappling sequence because that's what he was doing. He was grappling in the fourth round and he did nothing but lay on me. Just lay on me. Literally. Stayed in my guard. Really I don't think he ever really postured up to try to throw any strikes. And then in that fifth round, more so the same. But like I said, I tried a little bit more. I didn't accept the guard is what we call it. Don't accept being on bottom because if this was a street fight, you're going to get your head kicked into the curb. So in that fifth round, uh, I made a little bit more of an attempt, but I was trying to create the scrambling sequences by shooting, him stopping, stopping the takedown, and then hopefully him trying to spin back around me and me trying to catch the leg and and roll through and catch it like a, a, a scramble position. But he's a good scrambler, so I give him respect there. And um, like I said, I in my opinion, I gave him those two rounds, and I still felt I comfortably won the fight. Um, but I'm not going to do that again. That, that That's something I have to mentally change, and I got to make sure I do that in the room. And I'm telling you, man, I, I really feel – as I proved that I am the best guy in the world right now. And uh, I think my fight IQ is a lot higher than most of these guys. So people want to say, oh, you got your two takedowns. I actually got three takedowns. That takedown in the fifth round should have counted. In wrestling, that would have been a takedown. In um, the fourth round, that should have been a takedown as well when I fell off the back. His hands touched the mat. I had control. And then I fell off the top. That should have been actually – so I think that should have been four takedowns. But whatever. If you sh if I shoot, I'm not always looking to get the fight to the ground. If I get it, great. But not all the takedowns are set up with the same intent where I'm like really trying to calculate my entry and all that. I'm just kind of just shooting to offset the tempo that my opponent is fighting at. So Jan is pretty pissed off at this point in the fourth and fifth round, and he's charging forward. He can't charge forward if he has to if he has to sprawl and respect my level change. So for him to throw the combination, that's when he caught me in the nose. He actually got my my eye. It caught me in the nose. It kind of went up to my eyeball a little bit. 
um, the uppercut. That's where he switched up his game plan. I will say he did a phenomenal job with that. He switched up and started the combination with like the, the shovel uppercut. And then that caught me by surprise, which is what turned my head. And I was like, okay, I got to get out of here because now I'm no longer having my hands here to defend because I'm thinking straight punches. He comes underneath, catches me by surprise. Now I'm like, okay, now I don't know which way he's going to go. So I don't want to stay there in the pocket and let him tee off on me. And then I kind of retreated, turned my head away, and then tried to get out of there. He fought, he fought well. He made some good adjustments. But, again, I, I just felt like I was a better guy in there. I felt like he was way more prepared this time around than he was back in March of last year. I shit you not. And, again, for people who think I'm making an excuse, if you ever cut weight, two pancakes and two eggs is not enough fuel after a 20-minute hard shakeout to fight an animal like Piotr Jan 10 hours later in the night. You see what I'm saying? So when people were thinking that I was making a bullshit excuse, yeah, it was a dumbass excuse, but it's the truth. And it was night and day with how I felt. And I even said in the back room, I said, yeah, I knew I wasn't crazy. As soon as we got in the back room and we started warming up, I was like, yeah, I knew I wasn't crazy because the last time we were, as soon as we got to this back room, I, I, I felt it coming into the arena. I felt it from 12 o'clock on to 8.30 at night when we fought. So when we get into the back room and I'm feeling good, I'm like, yeah, boys, we're going to have a good night. Like, I knew I wasn't crazy. And that's what I'm saying to the guys. And, and Ray's just like, come on, man, let's go, let's go. And everyone's getting hype. And I'm like, yeah, man, this is going to be, now we get to see who's really who. And he gets to fight me at my best. I get to fight him at his best. And then just kind of figure it out from there. So if you want to say it was an excuse, yes, it is technically. But at the same time, it's a legitimate reason why I fought like that in the last event. And I will say he wasn't as prepared as he was this time around. And if I had showed up prepared, because I was prepared last time, I just didn't have the fuel to go. I'm telling you, I finished that guy in the first round. No exaggerations. Because he did not have the, 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 the IQ that he had this time that he had back then. And I think he improved and he did very, very well in, in preparing for me in, um, this time around. So, um, yeah, I was on that 5% battery life, my boy. <laughs> Yo, dead ass though, man. People don't understand what that feels like. Just imagine going, like waking up for work and you're late, you can't get to eat and you have to work the whole shift and maybe you have to work through lunch. Like that shit feels crazy, crazy. And you're trying to fight at a high level. And then my output was stupid that night. You see what I'm saying? So. People can say whatever they want, but it was a legitimate, legitimate freaking dumb thing that I caused. Jan did his job. I didn't. And thank God I got another opportunity because he's a moron that I got to fight him again and really prove that, yo, yo, I'm not crazy. I knew I was better than him coming into this. That's why I wanted to fight him years ago because I was like, I want to get him now before he gets really good defensively with his his grappling. And uh I tell you what, man, he he did his homework and he was well prepared. So uh, I'm happy with the performance. Again, I didn't like the way that fifth round ended. I could have done a lot better. Um, and fourth round, I, I got to stop accepting being on bottom and looking to play jujitsu because it's not freaking jujitsu. Guys are trying to punch you in there. I, I did a great job protecting myself, but being on bottom for two, two and a half minutes, it doesn't win you the round. It doesn't win you the fight. So that's fight IQ that I got to obviously improve on. And I know where... I made my mistakes. I know where I can improve, that type of thing. So uh, I'm happy that I'm at least aware of my faults and my shortcomings where I can get better. And I think that's what it's all about in this in the sport. If you don't, if you're not honest with yourself, if people aren't honest with you, 
it's going to be a very, very difficult road trying to get to the top of the sport. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, I'm at the top. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man. Easy money. All these guys who are out here had me at, a, I think, a five-to-one dog. That was just disrespectful. So, Vegas, don't ever, ever disrespect your boy like that. I, I moved to Vegas. I'm in New York right now, but I moved to Vegas. I got a house in Vegas. Why would you do your boy like that? Come on. You just made everybody in Long Island rich. That's that's cool with me, though. I'm glad my boys made some bread. So it is what it is. Now, I, somebody was asking me about the takedown in the second round. One of the things I, I knew was I just had to get in on his leg. If I get can get in on his leg clean, and I told Ray, I was like, dude, if I lock my hands, I feel like if I lock my hands on anybody, I could take just about anybody down. The main thing is if I... If you grab my wrist beforehand, because that's what you're supposed to do. You separate the wrist control. You can't take somebody down with just one hand. You need both hands to be working uh, with con in conjunction with each other. So that second round when I think I I think he stopped a, a, a shitty takedown attempt. It was like a fake takedown, uh, like a throwaway. I call these throwaways. I'm just shooting to kind of get a feeler where I level change. I grab the leg. You stop it. You sprawl. And then I throw something. And I go right back to it. Now I get in. He's doing a great job. He's. I think he pushed my head back inside. So I shot a head outside single. He pushed my head back inside with the wizard, pushed my head inside. Now I got to change the way my footwork is moving in order to finish his takedown the proper way. And as he's doing that, he's trying to push my head down. And then from there, I'm like just elevating the leg. And I, I think it was my right hand. I come over the top and I start to off balance him. And then he like jumps all the way out of position. Well, into position so that he can maintain his balance. Because think about it. If you have, if I have your leg up and I'm turning you this way, you're going to fall over yourself. So you have to get this post leg behind you to keep your center of gravity in the right position. So when he did that, he lost his footing and that allowed me to run him down. And as he, his hands hit the mat, I was like, Oh, you fucked up, bro. He would have had to have turned in and get an underhook and stand up right away. But he's carrying all my weight crashing down and I just gave him the hips, give him the hips, give him the hips. <laughs> and he said, come to daddy, baby. Got that mount and uh, locked that up. I was like, dude, you ain't going nowhere at all. Um, can we talk about how much water he was pouring on his head, though? Because he got really, really slippery after that and made those other takedowns a lot harder for me to grab on his waist. And I really do think that's why I fell off in the fourth round. Um Partially because of that, and also partially because I should have recognized that and not jumped onto his back. But I was like, I was feeling so good, so confident. I'm like, man, I'm here. I'm about to get this takedown again, and this is about to be 4-0. But I slipped off the top, my mistake, and um, yeah, he ended up winning that round. But whatever. So that's that with that fight, man. Obviously, I called out TJ Dillashaw. That's the fight I think that should happen next. It's the biggest fight right now, I think, in this bandway division. The only thing about TJ, he's only won one fight by a very marginal gap over Sanhagen, a guy I finished really, really quick. And then Sanhagen just had a really, really good fight with Piotr Jan. So I know he keeps saying easy money, but I don't see where the easy money is. I'm a hard guy to hit. So I don't see TJ coming out here trying to do this. Switch stance, ah, 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 karate chop, bullshit. I'm, I'm not going to be there to get hit by that. You're going to have to wrestle, and at the end of the day, people don't have to like it. If you don't like it, go watch boxing, because I'm telling you right now, 
I'm going to punch him in the face and then look to take him down over and over and over for 25 minutes. And TJ's small and Piotr Jan. So when I take him down, I know that one. I know that guy ain't getting up. That little squirrely little bastard. I locked that man up in the, this freaking body triangle. That guy is as good as done, you know? So a couple adjustments. Um, I got to review the tape again and watch that second round because there were some sequences in there that I could have finished them if I played strictly jujitsu. But then at the same time, punching him just felt so good. <laughs> I just I just really, really wanted to punch this guy in the head a couple of times for just the 13 long months of him talking shit and calling me a chicken and saying I have no heart. I, it felt good to elbow him in the side of his head and couple punches and I was like dude if you let me mount you one more time you, this fight so this fight's over right here but um I think TJ's the, the fight uh Aldo is on a much more impressive streak than TJ so I can see the UFC reverting back to him so I I don't know you know I'm not looking to fight anytime soon I need a break 13 long months of rehab and all this man I, I got super emotional on the stage because of all of this, it was just so much going on in my life. Um, and not because the the hate and everything that's like, whatever, man, like that stuff doesn't bother me. I it can enjoy a good laugh. I can make fun of myself. I can make fun of myself with you making fun of me. Um, if, especially if you're not like a complete dick, like even if you're trying to be mean about it, it's like, it doesn't bother me still. Cause it's just like, I don't know you, you know what I mean? So it's like, I just, I think in Long Island, we just kind of had to grow up to learn to have thicker skin. I think the world would be a better place if we, one, learn how to take a better joke, and two, just not be so overly sensitive to everything. I mean, some things are crossing the line, but um, it was just the fact that I was out for so long and then finally getting an opportunity to come back and compete where I thought I wasn't going to, I mean, I'm even getting emotional right now. Like, I thought I wasn't going to be able to fight again, you know, so... Um, it was a, it was a long road back, you know? So I'm just happy I was able to, to make that walk again, make a, make a living and dance on the, dance on those lights. And for the, for the most part, just do what I love. And it felt so good to feel alive again. Um, there's no adrenaline rush like it. There's no other greater feeling in the world. Not knowing if you're winning, not knowing and knowing if you're winning. It's just, it's just all the, the everything, the culmination of the fight week, the weight cutting, the feeling like you're on death's door and then rehydrating, feeling good slowly, but surely. Then you have the face off. Everything's just so intense. And then you have the, the one big climax. And then you have that huge adrenaline dump after that. Um, I wouldn't change nothing for the world, you know? So it's, it, it was a long ride back and I need a break. So I'm going to take a month off and just kind of just relax my body, let my mind be a normal person, do everyday things, help take care of my mom, the family and everything. And then I think outside of that, I think we might look to fight maybe late August or early September. At least that's what I'm planning. The UFC and I are going to talk eventually, and uh, I mean, I don't think they would be—I don't think they would even be upset if I decided to fight later at the end of the year. But I would like to try to fight three times this year. If I could fight at the end of August or September, I think 
I could make one more run and do three fights in 2022, which would be insane, but I could try. Um, so we'll see. We just got to see how the next one goes and then go, go about it like that. Um, let me get in some of these comments real quick. Also, guys, if you haven't, please hit that subscribe button. Thank you guys um, for that because I know I got a lot of flack over the years and people stopped supporting me over one thing that I didn't even cause. I'm like, but again, I'm grateful for that because had that not had happened and I just took that loss like a man, like I would have, um, if it was a no contest or whatever, and they they skipped me and they didn't give me a rematch to do that fight over because Dana wasn't going to give me a rematch had they just made that a no contest. I really don't think he would have. I think he would have said, oh, we know how this fight was going to end up. And it's fucked up because me knowing how I felt that day and then knowing what I'm really capable of and I got to show it this time, it just really, it would have sucked. And I felt like that was low-key a blessing in disguise. So, you know, so I'm like, it's like a bittersweet kind of thing. Like, I didn't want to get kneed in the head like that because I don't know what that does to me long-term. Obviously, not good. Um, but how much of it does damage? I don't know. But then at the same time, getting this type of redemption you you can't write these type of things like in a movie like you have to like you really have to script this up like how do you even write some type of crazy scenario like that you know what i mean so it's a weird circumstance but I, i'm blessed that i got another opportunity and i got to do it the right way that i always wanted to do it i would have my belt here but it's actually in vegas so I, i'm going to when i go back to vegas i'll have it then when i'm doing my podcast and then when i come back to new york i'll bring it back as well um but yeah i'm going to jump in the comments so make sure you guys hit that subscribe button um, feel free to drop a comment. Um, how do you feel about Dana's comments? Dana's not a judge. And again, him, I think everyone was so high on Jan. Jan by anything he wants. Jan by word. Oh, I can't believe Aljo's training so hard. Yo, you look so good. You're shredded. And um, by the way, Jan by murder. And I'm just like, oh, wow. <laughs> that, the, the first time I read it, it was, it was good. And then everyone kind of just started recycling the same joke. Um, but I think everyone had Jan so highly here and had me so far down here because of that first performance that what they were watching in the first round oh he does this to everybody he does this to everyone he's just downloading data i'm like just because you're downloading data, i don't give a shit what you're downloading i don't give a shit what you're uploading bro you lost the freaking round you lost damage is what we score and if dana wants to say this it comes down to the first round the judges definitely got it wrong they blew that one. How did they blow that one, Dana? Please let me know, based on the scoring criteria, Dana, how the hell did Piotr Jan win that first round? Just make it make sense. Aggression? What was the aggression? You can't be aggressive if you're not throwing anything. And I don't care how aggressive you are if you're missing. I'm the one that's making you look stupid with my footwork. Purposeful footwork. That is skill. That other shit, that's for the birds, boy. Dana tripping thinking that Jan won to fight. The guy crazy. Crazy as all hell. Made $500 off you. Me and my brother made $350. can not believe the odds were that skewed. First fight was competitive, even though I felt like shit, the first fight was really competitive. If you look at it objectively, like, it was a very, very competitive fight. Stat-wise, you could say it wasn't effective striking. I don't give a shit what you want to call it. The strikes that land, they land. You can say that it didn't do much. Okay, say that. That's a different argument. But we're talking about strike count to the, the, the lesser volume and the more impactful strikes. 
versus control time against the cage. It was a competitive fight all the way up until the fight ended. Um, so it is what it is. Um, my heart wanted you to win, but I was extremely nervous. I respected you as a fighter, but now I respect you as a man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and that was the other thing. Jan made a comment saying that I'm not a real man. Uh, that's not how a real man should con conduct himself. Remember, I didn't take pictures after the fight. My friends did. Remember, I didn't drink after the fight. My friends did. I was throwing up after the fight. I had a headache. I had a freaking concussion. And then people took that picture, the pictures from Marab and everybody else and spun it and said I was celebrating. And then the tune changed. And then I was defending myself. I'm like, why am I defending myself to people that aren't even listening? So whatever. At that point, I was like, I'll, I'll be the hill. You want me to be the bad guy? I'll play the bad guy. Playing the bad guy is exhausting because you got you to actually work at it. I like being the bad guy in my own terms. Like I like to have fun while being a bad guy, not just being a straight up bad guy and trying to script and think of things. Like, I don't, I don't want to do all that. I'd rather just be, try to be at my normal witty self whenever I can. I'm not the wittiest guy, but the normal witty self. And if I want to take a stab at you, take a stab at you. And that's it. I'm just being me. I don't need to force anything, but playing the hill, it was kind of fun. Like playing up a little bit, doing the, like the WWE thing with the undertaker, with the helmet, the, the hoodie on and, doing this. It, it was fun, but again, it's exhausting. I'd rather just be me. It's a lot easier. Um, hey, Aljo, couldn't be happier to see you retain the strap. I had a bet on the second round sub, man. I was really gunning for I really thought I could have finished him in that second round. I thought I could have finished him in the first, but I didn't want to open up too much, and thankfully I didn't because I think it I think it conserved the gas tank a bit and kind of gave him a little bit of a false sense of confidence because now he saw that I didn't, I, I almost didn't shoot at all in that first round. And I hit him with that hard stepping elbow that stumbled him backwards in that first round. And that was the most significant strike of that round. And no one wants to talk about that right on the top of his freaking dome, stepped in and cracked his ass. Uh, congrats with Henry coming back, maybe him over Dillshaw. That could happen, but I think he's really trying to go up to the 145 weight class and fight Volkanovsky. I think that would be cool. Um, someone said, I hated you as a bad guy. I, I like the bad guy. I like being devious Aljo, but I also like being me. I'm cause I'm, I'm not a bad guy. I'm not, I don't want to say I'm the good guy. I'm just me. Like there is no like, Oh, you, oh he's one of the good guys. I, I, I'm me by trade, and that's it. If you consider me on my regular day as a good person, then that's cool. If you consider me as a shitty person, that I mean, that's your perspective, your prerogative. So you, dog, that don't that don't change how I'm going to act. You know what I mean? Uh, but whatever. Bro, people were talking shit before those photos even came out. That kind of BS was in inevitable. That's 100% fact. Um what's up chan what's shaking blatantly racist um yeah i'm gonna leave that one alone talk about the walkout music yo i was like people hate me but this is such a great song and i love the song i was like if i play this they're gonna be booing and then when they hear the music they're gonna be like Boo. i can't they're gonna just start like fist pumping and everything i'm like you can't boo that song it's just it's just really really hard to do and i want to make sure i got a good amount because i asked them how long the walkouts typically are and i want to make sure um i got my jordan lucas song in there i love because that's one of my favorite uh songs that gets me pumped up so 
I thought that got everyone hyped and it got me hyped because you want to be loose, man. You want to not too loose where you're like not ready for a fight, but you want to be loose and just free. And that's how I felt, man. I felt like I am about to shock the world and prove my team right all along. And it is what it is, you know? So, and I felt like I did half of what I was capable of. The training room, I was on demon time, submitting guys almost every single round, like literally four out of five rounds getting submissions or TKO sequences. So I held back a little bit because again, Yano's a tough guy. I'm not going to take anything away from that guy and to open up the kitchen sink and to, to really, really try to make everything super, super exciting and then compromise striking with the high, the better striker. He is a better striker. I will say that, but I have functional striking. It's different. Um, I didn't want to do all that. Uh, just a quick recap though. Uh, so after the fight, I got to hang out the hotel room. We did like a toast. Um, we had some pizza because we got back from the press conference at like 2.45 a.m. Uh, and it was weird. I, it was kind of bittersweet. Getting back to the hotel, people wanted to take pictures. And I was kind of salty because I was like, I know half you guys out here who's asking me for a picture right now ain't shit. Because half you guys were probably talking shit or bet on Peter Yan. And that's how I felt. And I was like, very reluctant to smile. But again, I, I understand the excitement. Fans are fans. Like, but at the same time, people can't expect that we don't have human moments where we can't like it's hard for us to put aside the emotion sometimes and realize like, hey man, these guys are just fans and they're just passionate about the sport. But sometimes, you know, you gotta check yourself. And sometimes it's hard to do that, especially coming off of a, a high a highly contested battle like that. You, you you're on a roller coaster of emotions, you know. I, I took some pictures, but then I had to try to get security to get out of it. Cause I'm like, dude, I, I really don't have the, the desire to do this tonight because it's just so late. I kind of just want to be amongst friends and family, have good positive energy that I know it's positive and um, hang amongst ourselves and kind of just recap like that. We had a little toast. I didn't drink too much, guys. You know, when you get punched in the head, I don't think it's a great idea to be getting completely wasted. But Sunday, we got completely wasted. <laughs> Sunday. From about 1 p.m., we went out to the local bar, and then we we I treated. We, I don't even need to say needed to disclose that we we had a good time. We had a good brunch, mimosas all around. Went back to the hotel like 3:30, 3:45, and then from there we pretty much just kept the party going. Got to catch up with my mom because uh, I'm always training. We don't live together, obviously. We're about 12, 15 minutes apart, but I'm always on the go, and. Uh, or traveling. So for me to get a chance to catch up with her and hang out with her, my cousins, my two sisters, it, it was cool, you know, so to, to be able to relax and enjoy some family time, quality family time for once, and, and just talk about life and the family in general, how everyone's doing. It, it was cool, you know, so that was that was really nice. That was back at the hotel. Um, then getting back to New York on Monday, got back around two. Steve was able to pick me up, uh, manager Steve Lee, also making his pro debut at 135 in May, I believe. He got picked me up, went, got Jamaican food, came to the gym, got to hang out with everybody, catch up, shoot the shit. We watched the fight. Um, and I got to see a lucid stop by my favorite DMB deli in Uniondale. I got to see a lucid car. One of my financial advisors, he bought a lucid vehicle. It's, it's an electric vehicle. Check that out. The shit is freaking badass. Um Sexy as hell. I was like, dude, I want to buy one of these right now. But I gotta be smart with my money. I'm put I already got my money divvied up for my coaches, 
my training partners, the management side, and money aside for taxes, square everything up right away, and then make sure I'm in the green and the rest of my money is my money. We could play, baby. Play, play, play. And obviously put my money away from my investments and stuff like that. So just being smart where I can. And then yesterday I got to go back to my old high school, Unida High School. Um, met the AD. He took me around to go see the, the superintendent. Um, took a bunch of pictures with the kids. My sister was taking me around. She's still in high school. My two uh, twin sisters, my niece and my nephew. Uh, so got to see everybody, the teachers that I still know and still talk to. And that was cool. Um, and what else? Oh, got to go to Joey Pop shop. So if you guys are from Long Island, you guys know about Joey Pop's shop. Now, today I got a whole bunch of media I got to do. So I'm just really just trying to bang everything out while I got this downtime. And then from there, that that's really just enjoy the fruits of the labor. I'm hoping I can make a quick run to Jamaica. Um, we'll see. You know, so I'm 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 gonna be around. I'm gonna be making posts about where I'm going because I want to do some fan meetups again. Like like I said, I was having a come down and I was kind of salty about how everything went and how everyone was treating me, talking shit behind their keyboards, no pictures to the face and that type of thing. Um, and even the ones that had pictures to the to their accounts that now were coming up to me to ask me for pictures at the hotel at 2.45 in the morning. I'm just like, not about that. But again, their fans, I'm over it. I'm not a sensitive, like I said, I'm not a sensitive guy, but um, when I go on, when I go on my trip, my vacations, I will try to schedule some like fan meetups where I would just pop in somewhere and guys could come, come down, take pictures, meet and greet um, like 30 minutes or something like that. Just to show some love if I'm out of the country kind of thing. And, that's it, man. Like I said, I'm I'm always gonna be that type of guy. I'm never gonna change. I'm always gonna be me, and and that's it. So, hate me or love me, I, I it's up to you. I don't, I don't, I I just push love. You know, that's me. But when it comes to fighting, that's a little different. We're gonna talk a little shit, but at the end, it's all love. So that's what it's all about. Um, let me answer a few more comments, then I'm gonna get out of here. You whoop the little punk. Talk about the walkout music. We did that one. Uh, MMA fans in general flip back a lot, although I've always been behind you since your first fight, which makes me cool. Yes, it does. Jan says he won the second round in the octagon. Yo, I, I was like, manager, translator, tell this guy he's been hitting the head pretty hard in that second round, and he needs to chill. Because for him to think he won the second round was just absolutely absurd. Alger, everyone saw you geeking when you took down Pidiata. The first time I took him down, I, I, I was smiling internally. And then this, the third round, when I took him down again, I was like, oh, yeah. I knew I knew I was – I knew I knew what I was talking about. And I was feeling myself a little bit. But it, it was cool. It was cool. It was a cool little moment. Live your life, champ. Hell, yeah. Meet and greets in the U.S. I'm going to try to. I'm going to try to set some stuff up. Um, this Saturday, I'm going to go to Johnny McGorry's. So make sure you guys pull up. Come show some love to the Johnny McGorry boys in Long Island over in Massapequa Park. That's where I'm going to be. I'll probably get there around like uh, 11 o'clock or something like that. Maybe like around 10, 11, um, pregame, hangout. So if you want to guys want to come shoot the shit, I'm, I'm bringing my girl, bringing some of my boys. Uh, yeah, just have a good time, have a couple beers, and that's it. We'll do a big a big shot for for the entire bar. Everybody would do their shots or whatever. Um, just That's it, man. That's it. What about Mara versus Jan? I don't know. We'll see. What happens? I think they got an opponent in mind for, for Marab already. TJ or, or Aldo, who wins? I'm really not sure. 
I just think TJ, when he got knocked out by Sayudo, it was relatively easy. Then he fought Sanhagen, got dropped a couple times. I, I think that chin might be going a little bit because I'm pretty sure he spars hard. Um, and that's the one thing I'm fortunate for. I don't leave my fights in the gym, so I can take a decent shot. Um, but with those two, I think Aldo hits pretty freaking hard. And uh, I think Aldo, for me, would be the tougher fight because he actually has good jiu-jitsu and would actually make me work in that position. Even if I get on his back, I think I'll keep him there. Um, but if he gets on my back, then I, then it's a, you know, it's a, it's a bad situation. You know what I mean? Because he would actually know what to do in that position. <clears throat> I do not know the MMA guru. Uh, Aljo, are you four? I'm, op I'm open to uh, open scoring. I think that would be great to have. When Edwards beats Usman, you should headline a card in Jamaica. That would be amazing. I'm not saying Edwards is going to beat Usman. I like both guys. But if Edwards was to get the win, that's a huge feather in the cap for Jamaica. A second one, a second UFC champion. Um, first, I think he was actually born in Jamaica, though, and lives in Manchester. Uh, I was actually born in the U.S., but my parents and my grandparents are all, and I still have family in Jamaica. Johnny McGorry's, baby. How big is that MacBook? I think it's a, the, the 17. It looks big as hell on the screen, right? But it's really not that big. Your girl is a dime. I appreciate you, Shadow. Yo, don't forget about me, bro. Remember me? <laughs> yeah, I remember you. Always showing love. Aljo, I literally lost my voice screaming when you won. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Cody Murrow, Weekly Scraps Gang, baby. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm not going to bore you guys too much. Swanee Love, Georgia. Yes, Swanetti, Swanee Man, Sterliani, baby. Sterliani. Uh, I'm not going to bore you guys too much with a whole bunch of stuff, but I'm just, I just wanted you guys to just end with this note. I'm super blessed, super happy. And uh, again, I, I thought this was going to be all over for me. I thought the music had stopped and I'm glad it didn't. Um, I can't wait to put on a couple more great performances for you guys. And uh, I, I, I just hope this is some type of testament that, you know, people are going to doubt you in life, man. And if you truly believe you have something good, a good product, um, a good concept, yo, man, do what you got to do to make it happen and see that thing through. And and that's it. It's like trusting you, believing you, and push yourself because no one else is going to push you the way you're going to push yourself. No one's going to believe in you the way you're going to believe in yourself. And that's that's the best advice I could give anybody. So always love. Um Thank you guys for always tuning in. Thank you. Much love from Zimbabwe. I appreciate you guys. Um, at the end of the day, put some respect on my name and don't you ever forget it, baby. Let's go. Remember what we did here, April 9th in the history books. Thank you guys. Much love. Much appreciated. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. I'll see you guys later. Peace. Oh, algebraistone.com. Go get yourself. Part-time actor, full-time champ, baby. <laughs> Let's go.